Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Notes and nuggets. It's time for the Rutherford Report with our Blues Insider, Jeremy Rutherford. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. Back in 2005, Mario Lemieux had battled cancer and come back. He was dealing with a bad back that would ultimately cause him to retire. And the National Hockey League thought it was just unfair that the Pittsburgh Penguins had this super duper star and that he was going to have to retire prematurely because of all of these ailments that he was dealing with. Lo and behold, rather than the team with the worst record in the NHL getting the top pick in the draft, it was the team that the league felt sorry for because Mario Lemieux was going to have to retire. So rather than winding up a St. Louis Blue, it wound up being Mario Lemieux's successor, Sidney Crosby, going to the Penguins. Joining us now to verify this account is Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider from The Athletic here on 101 ESPN. Good morning, JR. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning, guys. Yeah, no, I just wrapped up the investigation and uh, a lot of question marks around that. Uh, Sidney Crosby going to Pittsburgh. And you know what? As soon as I started to hear the name Connor Bedard a year or two ago, uh, immediately Blues fans said at the time, he will go to the Blackhawks, mark my word. And I said, oh, come on, come on. And so when the lottery balls came up, Chicago, like, wait a minute. (laughs) We knew it. We knew it. There's no doubt. Uh, JR, good effort by the Blues last night. you got to be pretty happy with the way things uh, transpired, right? Yeah, first of all, i got to say that uh, did you guys see Evander Kane? You know, he was saying that uh, there was blood on, on his on his mouth when he got uh, cut last night. I saw that, yes. Yeah, he was acting like there was more blood in his mouth than there was at uh, Nicole Brown Simpson. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> No. Yes. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awful. <laughs> yeah, another so Jim about Dandy. those blues. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah no, last yeah, night. He, he wasn't telling enough. the truth. Yeah. Uh, just in, in terms of telling the truth, he's bankrupt. <laughs> That's what he says, right? Yeah. <laughs> so about those yeah. blues. Yeah, I know Dan always wants to move on from OJ. You know, a good start last night, guys. Uh, you had to think that there was a response last night, scoring two goals in the first, uh, what, five minutes of, of the game. And we had the stat, you know, last seven games, they lost five of them. They've been outscored 12-3 to three in the first period. So, you know, this point of the season with this team, no need to keep throwing a bunch of numbers at you, but just uh, kind of that roller coaster where you think they're going to you know, turn in a, a performance that'll make you think that there's a little glimmer there, and then uh, they wind up losing it in the overtime. So, um, you know, I think that it doesn't really change heading into the deadline for me. I think that you look at their situation and with the guys that they could move, unless you're talking about one of these big names, guys with term on their contract, 
you know, I think maybe Doug starts to consider moving to Marco Scandella if if they can get something. But uh, I think I still think that uh, they're going to look at it like if they can get into the playoffs, they might hang on to a couple of those UFAs. So Jr. Blues five points out of the playoffs, out of a playoff spot right now. With Pavel Buchnevich, that is a name that is floating around there as a possible trade. What would you put percentage wise on him possibly being traded before the trade deadline? I just wouldn't go that high with him. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I don't think that that's going to be a headline saying that just because you're talking about a, a week until that happens, uh, the deadline, March 8th, and, and you're talking about a situation that could be, you know, still up in the air, whether the Blues want to resign him, he wants to return, or they've decided to, uh, to, to, to trade him. And, and I think the other thing, you know, Doug in the past has always you know, worked on these things for a long time and, and waited to the next off season. And you, you get to next summer and now all of a sudden maybe you got two or three, four other teams that are interested because they've got more cap space that they don't have right now. So uh, to me, I'd, I'd put a smaller percentage on it. You know, it could it happen. Yeah. 30%. I don't know, but I, I think it's a situation where this thing is going to play out a little bit longer. It was interesting. ESPN's Greg Wyshynski has his top 50 trade targets as we head to the deadline. Number four, Pavel Buchnevich, number 22, Kevin Hayes, and then Kasperi Kapanen was 45. What do you think of those rankings? Yeah, everybody's got the rankings right now, and I get it. You know, you got to put the guys whose names are in the headlines and also, uh, you know, a lot of UFAs, and then you have guys like Buchnevich who their name gets some traction too. You know, to me, if, if you're looking at uh, the Blues' assets in terms of what could bring something back, and now keep in mind, when I say this, people say, well, you forgot about Robert Thomas. Look, they're not trading Robert Thomas. We're talking about guys like Buchnevich who've got a year left, and there's a question, would you bring him back eight years times whatever, $8 million per year? So, you know, I think you look at these rankings and Buchnevich's name is going to stay on there until the deadline passes. After that, besides the UFAs, Dan, like the like the Kapanins, the, uh, the, the Scandellas, the Sunquists, like I don't know what else the Blues have that people would want. So you, you mentioned these names like a, a Kevin Hayes. You know, he's going through a tough time. Like I, I think if I'm a Blues fan, I'm wondering – you know, how do you move him? Is that possible? Kapanen, in a healthy scratch last night. If you put him on waivers today, he wouldn't get picked up. So I don't know how you could say that he's a guy uh, that you want to trade. So after Buchnevich, in terms of the guys you'd really consider trading, I just don't think they have anything to offer. That's what I was going to ask you about. We saw reduced ice time recently for Kasperi Kapanen, and then we saw that he was a healthy scratch last night. What do you think that is going on with him currently? What have you seen from him? I don't know. He seemed to be a little rejuvenated when he got to St. Louis from Pittsburgh when the Blues picked him up uh, off waivers. Uh, I just don't think he's a top six forward, and that's where the Blues had a hole at. So they played him on that second line on the right side, and he didn't produce. Now, he does a lot of things that make you think, okay, he's a good player, decent player, but then he doesn't finish. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's got 15 points this season, and he's played on the second line most of the year. And then you see a mistake like we saw couple nights ago in in Winnipeg where he needs to get the puck deep and didn't so to me I don't see how he has a future with the Blues his contract ends this year if he's not picked up by somebody which I wouldn't anticipate I would just think he'd kind of drift into the sunset this offseason. JR do any of the Blues young players and this includes Jake Neighbors but will include Snuggerud will include Dvorsky Anybody that's in their system, do they project as a superstar? I think, aside from Robert Thomas, and this is all due respect to Butchnevich and Kairou and even Colton Pareko, but the Blues are missing star power right now. Can one of these young players that's on the horizon provide star power, or are the Blues going to have to go out and find that guy? 
Yeah, that's a that's a great uh, conversation. I know you've you've had that in the past. You've made that point that they need a superstar, and you know I agree with you. You can have a team like 2019, Randy, where you know you've got a lot of good players, maybe a couple great ones, but there wasn't necessarily a superstar. I mean, unless you're talking about an O'Reilly, Petrangelo, but I don't know that those guys were seen like that even that season uh, in the NHL. But you do need one. I mean, look at some of the teams around the league over the years with the Canes, Taves. You know, now they got Bedard there. And, in Chicago, you look at Connor McDavid, the Blues could use one. So to answer your question in terms of do the Blues have one, um, I know you're talking about the younger guys, and I'm going to focus on them, but I think Robert Thomas right now is ascending to that guy. Mm-hmm. But after him, in terms of the prospects, um, you know, I, I, I think you could look at a Snuggerud and a Dvorsky as the possibilities. It's not to say that if we had the scouting gurus on right now, they would project them to be the faces of the NHL or, you know, one of the top six or seven faces in the NHL in five years. But I think they have the ability to be those players uh, in the Blues organization. And by the way, we brought up the Ryan Whitney uh, rumor the other day that he had about Brady Kachuk and Steve Steos, the president of hockey operations for the Ottawa Senators, summarily shot that down in a blink. He said, we are not trading Brady Kachuk. He's part of our future here. So uh, my, my one-day dream died quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard, you, I heard your monster deal. I think that would have taken me like uh, a week to try to write that story with all the parts that you had in there in terms of what the Blues are sending to Ottawa. And, hey, guys, listen, the timing of that thing. So we threw out a link for uh, Blues fans to send in their their uh, fantasy trade proposals, and, you know, we'd evaluate them and put a who says no on, on the end of it. So we sent that out right when uh, the hubbub hit the uh, the Internet that Kachuk could be available. And then uh, all of a sudden, Stales comes out and says, no way how. So uh, what do we do with all these proposals that I have? <laughs> you can put mine up there. <laughs> Mine's there. All right, all right. Yep, it's, we'll, uh, a, it's we'll a monster it. deal too, and the, the, you have to give a little bit if you're going to get somebody to take the uh, the salary of sod off your hands. You have to give a little bit more sugar. But it was, and I was getting chickering back too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I heard that one. So if I go look at it today, because I'm going to, uh, are you subscriber Randy K? Period. You betcha. Okay, I'll find it. Okay, good. Hey, Jr. What are the pros and the cons if you brought up Jimmy Snuggerud, uh after the Frozen Four? Well, I, I think uh, we have to look at the calendar. They've got two games left, uh, Minnesota, I think, uh, this week. Then they, it's going to be a break until they play the regionals in late March. Um, and then you got the Frozen Four if they qualify. The, the hockey writer who I respect the most, uh, Brad Elliott Schlossman, uh, he said that uh, you know they're not a given to make the Frozen Four. But if they do, then you're starting to get into early April, and the Blues just have a few games left after that. So pros and cons, if you get, could get them into two or three games, see what he – looks like and get him excited about coming back and, and being a pro next year, you know, that'd be something, but it would burn the first year of that three year entry level deal. So if we're just talking two or three games, you know, as much as the blues want to get him in the fold, I don't know that they'd burn that one year. All right. Uh, JR, one more thing, and this is controversy. So when the blues had Sidney Crosby stolen from them before <laughs> the 2005 NHL entry draft, because they didn't have a season in 04, 05. So they basically, it was a draw, right? They, they basically did a random draw for every team in the league for the Sidney Crosby sweepstakes. Yet, and this is where the controversy comes in, with the 24th pick, the Blues took an 18-year-old out of War Road High School in Minnesota named T.J. Oshie. Would you have rather had Crosby or Oshie? <laughs> Listen, I'm the biggest T.J. Oshie fan. I still uh, keep in touch with him, but I think you have to go with number 87 on that one. And, and yeah, that was a weighted draw. It, you know, it depended on where you finished the three previous years, and they gave you 
you know, so much odds based on, on those three previous years. And, you know, that year, I remember there were some Blues fans. Maybe this is our year. Maybe this is our break. We can get Sidney Crosby. And, yeah, when that pick came up in, what was it, 24, the mid-20s, uh, it's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. You can't even get in the top ten with these conditions on this draft. So, right. But Oshie became a, a good player for the Blues, but certainly not uh, number 87. You, you had an interesting comment about uh, percentages of Cairo being dealt. Uh, did you take a lot of, not heat, but, I mean, did you get a lot of response from that? And what was the percentage that you think now? Yeah, not heat. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll stick by it. Like the question from Tim uh, on the balloon party was, what, what's the percentage you think that uh, Kyrou could be traded uh, by the time that his no trade clause kicks in at 27? And you know, I'll be quick with this. You know, people who don't understand when they sign the contract, they can't have that no trade clause kick in until they turn you know 27 or have seven years in the league. So it doesn't kick in until next season. So with the way things are going with with uh, Jordan Cairo and the way I know that Doug Armstrong thinks in terms of addressing situations that perhaps need to be addressed, I think there's a 50% chance that he could be moved before that no trade clause kicks in in 25. But the, the one big picture comment that I made too, Dan, was that, you know, whether that trade clause kicks in in 25 and he's still here, you know, I, I just don't know that we see a Jordan Cairo future uh, where he's here in three or four years with the St. Louis Blues. Great stuff, JR. As always, thank you very much. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. See you guys. See yep, you later. Thanks. Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider from The Athletic on 101 ESPN.